0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey everybody, back at the Bill Kasky Podcast today. We're going to dive deep into the concept of tension and how it creates disharmony in our world, especially when it comes to selling, leadership, and achievement. I hope you'll enjoy the podcast. Here we go. You know, uh, I talk to a lot of people, and uh, especially this time of year and what we've been through here over the last couple of years, I think it's important that we touch on topics that maybe nobody else is talking about, or not many, and that is the concept of mental and emotional health and isolation and alienation and loneliness and all those things, because I think uh, even though it's not on people's lips, I think it is on people's minds. And so that's my goal today, is to share some thoughts that I've had over the past I don't know, a couple of months and maybe it's my own issues. Maybe there's some things that I've witnessed for myself that I'm also seeing in other people and I want to bring those to your attention. I'm going to talk about it here in the context of tension and that there are dilemmas and balancing acts that we have in our business lives. And I've got a handful of these areas of tension that I think really, uh, are, are things worth paying attention to? And so as we go through this today, I'm going to share, I've got 10 of them. I'm, I'm probably going to share three or four of them and go a little bit deeper into them. And then next episode, I might take some more and do it. But I wanted to give you some thoughts on some of the thinking that I've been engaged in over the past, uh, over the past few months. So I'm going to share these with you, and uh, again, as I said, this is about the tension. I think the more mindful we are of the dilemmas that we face and the balancing act, I think it will take away some of the edge and some of the pain. So uh, this is my hope today, and uh, I'm I'm going to go through these here, a handful of them. We'll see what, what we have time for. Here's the first one. I think there's a constant tension between approval and disapproval of what we do our actions. I think we sometimes land so heavily in the camp of, will people approve of me if I do this? Will my customer or prospect approve of me? Will my manager approve of me? Will my audience approve of me? Will other people love me and cherish me and like me and applaud when I walk into the room? Or will, will they disapprove of me? And I think this tension is so great because we are social creatures We love our tribe. We need to be accepted into our tribe. And if we ever feel for just an instant like, well, if we do this, are we going to be thrown out of the tribe? And many of you are in sales teams of 10, 5, 50 people, and you might say to yourself one day, you know what, I really need to be doing more of X, but what if they disapprove of me? What if they don't like X? Or what if they don't like me because I've proclaimed X? And so I think there's this constant tension between approval and disapproval. And I think you have to ask yourself the question that I ask myself is, when I decide to do something and then don't do it, is there an approval factor there? Am I concerned about what others think of me? The second one is, I think there's tension between our own wants and the wants of others around us. You know, I've said on this podcast before that when I start coaching someone, one of the first questions, not the first, but one of the first suite of questions I ask is around what do you want for your life? What do you really want a year, three, five years out? What kind of life do you want to be leading? What do you want to have? Who do you want to be? And this is a very difficult question. And I think this enters into that tension. It's like, well, if I haven't thought about what my own wants are, and i'm only concerned with the wants of others then is that a life that i want to lead i'm not saying to disregard the wants of others but i think your your desires need to be a part of the equation somewhere it's it's amazing to me how little we think about that and i think we should think more about it and you can't think more if you don't understand the tension that's kind of already there in that space so what's possible or what what are our own wants versus what are the wants of others around us. And that includes our customers, our prospects, our employees, if you're a, if you're a CEO or, or a manager. Here's the third one. What's possible versus what's practical? I had a client call me here a few days ago. He's probably a listener to this, so he will hear this. And I won't, I won't give up his name or his company or anything. But he was wrestling with this idea of leaving his current employer and he has a pretty high, he's a pretty high paid guy inside that company and starting something new with a group of founders, with a group, it's, it's a startup basically. And he sees it as exciting. He sees the financial benefit to be enormous long-term, but also there's a fair amount of risk because not too many of them succeed and scale. And yet he was kind of unhappy with where he was, so he had to make a decision, what's possible versus what's practical. Well, he's got a wife, a couple of kids, so what's practical is, oh, don't take that risk, brother. Stay where you are. It's a steady paycheck. It's it's certainty. It's predictable. But yet this, this siren of possibility was calling to him, and he eventually went with the possible. And I think if we don't do any work at all around what's possible— we always will default to what's practical. And so I'd like for you to start becoming more mindful of, well, what are my possibilities in life? What's possible for me if I were to do something different with the company that I work for? Or if you're the owner, it could be something about what's possible if I leave and start my own thing or what's possible if I go to a startup. I think we just have to get so comfortable with the possibilities and not just look at everything through the lens of practical. Because the practical thing is never is seldom always, I shouldn't say it this way, the practical thing might not be the, the logical thing for long term. The next one is the tension that constantly exists, and you've heard me talk about it a lot. I have the, this model of the five fundamental shifts that I think we need to make if we are to take our business not up 5% or 10%, but up 500% ups exponentially and significantly. And that's the difference between abundance and scarcity. Is there is a constant tension between my perspective on the world being one of an abundant world where there are almost no limits versus the perspective of, oh, scarcity. And if I don't get this deal, what's going to happen? And I've only got two people in my funnel. So what can I really do? And I think that that tension always exists between abundance and scarcity. And that goes along with number five, which is the tension between attachment and detachment. Attachment is where I get attached to an outcome of my choosing. And if it doesn't happen, then I'm disappointed. And a lot of times we will not take risks because we are attached to a perceived outcome. If you get to the point where you are detached from the outcome, risk is really not risk. It's just something I'll try. If I'm worried about whether a CEO of a company is going to say yes or no to me, so therefore I don't make the call, I've allowed my attachment to impact my income. And that could be the the rule here is never let your attachments impact your behavior and, and ultimately your results. So abundance and scarcity as attention is also closely linked to attachment and detachment. I probably should have said that opposite. Detachment and abundance kind of are on the same side of the coin and attachment and scarcity on the same side of a different coin. And here's the last one we'll talk about today. And, and there, again, as I said, there's more, but uh, I want to hear from you as to whether you like this line of thinking. And that is the tension between our mission and our metrics. Our mission in our business should be heart-centered, the mission should be coming from our heart. What is what is it we really want to do for our customers and our prospects? What kind of a cause and a mission are we focused on versus the metrics? When I make 10 calls, I get three appointments, and those three appointments turn into two proposals, two proposals turn into one piece of business. That becomes very metric, very head-centered. Mission is very heart-centered. And I think that we will typically default to metrics, not to mission. And yet, if you want to, everybody here on this podcast, probably everybody listening would like 2022 to be an exponentially better year, maybe even exponential income with decreased work effort and grinding. That's okay. But it becomes hard to get to if you don't have the mission that's driving you, the heart-centered mission that's driving you. And I'll give you one more here as a bonus before we finish up, and that is the tension between you selling to them and them selling to you. That's one of my fundamental shifts is who's selling whom in the buyer-seller relationship. Is it always you convincing and persuading and defending and trying to get them to see your way of doing things and, and getting engaged with them and getting the order, quote unquote? Or... Is it allowing, setting up the atmosphere and the environment where they're selling you on why they need help, on why they need their problem solved and why they need you to solve it? There's a constant tension there. And I think we default to us selling them. And we should be a little bit more down the down the spectrum on the other side of it. How do we create the environment where they're selling to us? They're exposing their problems and their goals and their dreams and how they've tried things and it hasn't worked and and you become kind of a serenity in the midst of the storm and you might be able to help them get to this new place but they're pitching you and it's a it's a dramatic reframe of sales and I don't hear I don't hear anybody talking about that and we've been talking about talking about till we're blue in the face. It's like, look, you've got to create an atmosphere where they're selling to you. And if they're not, then that means you're probably selling to them. And when you're selling to them and trying to convince them to do something, they put up all sorts of resistance. And then you go to classes to learn how to battle the resistance. And it never ends well. That's why closing percentages to me are 10 to 15 to 20% because we're not doing a good job of creating the environment where they're selling to us. So those are a handful of the elements of tension that I think exist. And I, I if I didn't say it before, I want you to exponentially improve your results next year. Exponentially. Not by 5%, 8%, 7%, but by 200%, 300%. I think to do that, you have to start thinking about your thinking. How are you thinking about your business, your territory, your customers, yourself, your value, your audience, your expertise? your knowledge, how you're thinking about all of those things, if you can package those up and start to become more mindful of these areas of tension, I think it allows you to blossom and flourish. And everybody else is back there worried about the metrics. And you're saying, look, we've got a mission here. We are on a mission to help our customers solve these problems. We are on a mission for possibility. What's possible in our world? Not just how do we get the next deal? And so I hope you've uh, found some value out of this. I'm always uh, reluctant, I guess, maybe, although becoming less so, of bringing up these topics when I talk about mental and emotional health and, and some of these more inner, inner game things and, and mindset shifts. But yet, everybody I work with, from my small groups, to my individual coaching, to my corporate work, this is where it all begins, It doesn't end here. You gotta have the right words, but it all begins with how you think. And I think how you think about these tension points and these dilemmas are really important. If you want more information on some of the work we do, go to Billkaskey.com. We've got one more episode before the end of the year. Hope you have a great holiday season. If I don't speak to you, but we will be back next week for our final episode. And I would love it if you did a little shout out to me on iTunes. Rate the show. Give me your honest feedback. I would love it, and I do appreciate it because I think that helps us uh, get these messages out to more and more people. So I will see you next time. Bye.